Now I want you to know I came here to preach today. I ain't come here to talk. I want to talk today about touching Christ with purpose. And I preached this a couple years, I think about a year ago, and I want you to turn to Mark chapter 5, and it just pertains today to the theme of things that are going on. If you don't have a Bible, you know what I say, just sit next to a Christian. Mark chapter 5, verse 24. When you got it, say amen, you can just look at the screen. It says, so Jesus went with him, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal and under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And I want to stop right there. In many translations it says, so Jesus went with him, a large crowd, and it says the crowd pressed around Jesus so tightly. In the book of Luke it says it touched him so tightly to the point of death, the crowd pressed Jesus. In the book of Matthew it says the crowd crushed Jesus. And I want to say to you today, there's so many churches in Bridgeport. You know there's so many churches in Bridgeport. But I want this church, I want our church, I want your church to be the church like this woman. Our church has issues, we know it. Every church does. But this woman was pressing forward. There's a lot of churches touching Jesus. A lot of churches touching the presence of God. And there's many churches doing all types of things in God's name. But I want to be the church that touches God with purpose. I want to be the church that sees miraculous things because we stood up and we said, we're going to stand for God and we're going to touch him with purpose. Amen? Amen. You know, there's going to be so many people saying that we can't do what we're about to do. There's going to be people challenging with every step of the way. There's going to be people saying, you're too young to be a pastor. I can't call you a pastor. You're only 22. There's going to be all types of adversity. I don't have no degrees, I don't have no scholars, but I have one thing on my side and I have anointing. You see, I remember a, a message preached by my father called the anointed unprofessional. And it was a story of David. And as David came to the camp of the enemy, all David had to do when he came to the camp was all he had to do was deliver food to his brothers. All you have to do theoretically is come to church and wake up in the morning, right? But you see, David saw a need. In the book of Samuel, David said, who is this man, Goliath, that stands up before the people of God and defies them? And David, just a boy, in the midst of a bunch of professional soldiers, just one shepherd boy, anointed by God, he slew the giant, amen? God wants you to be one of those shepherd boys. He wants you to have that anointing. You got to understand that this is not... The end, this is just the beginning. We've been preaching so much about a new beginning, and here it is, and you seem so all afraid. But God is calling you, and the underlying message here is touch Christ with purpose and grab hold of your mantles. I'm going to explain that in a minute. Now, I want to give you four principles. And the first principle to reach and touch Christ with purpose is to push through adversity. Because you see, the Bible says she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And I was doing my research, and they have a, a list of things they used to do to women of that time. And her life was especially wretched because a woman was thought to be unclean when she was going through her womanly cycle. And if a man touched her, he would, have, he would be 
ceremonially unclean himself would have to go to the temple to get cleansed. He would have to go through the whole process. So anyone who touched this woman was unclean. So her life was miserable. She had no friends. You see, the Bible, it says she spent all she had. It doesn't say she spent all her money because she spent more than her money. She spent her mind was spent. Her emotions were spent. Her heart was spent. She had nothing left. When you have nothing left, you have to push through the adversity. When life comes your way and it starts to throw you all types of roadblocks and you don't understand exactly what to do, you have to understand to push through the adversity. You might lose a loved one. We just lost a shepherd, but we got to push through the adversity. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to push through the adversity. Say it like you mean it. I'm going to push through the adversity. And it says when she heard about Jesus. Anybody here heard about Jesus? You heard about that great man, Jesus? You see, she did something. She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Step number two, <clears throat> to touch Christ with purpose. Put yourself in a position to touch Christ. Put yourself in position to grab hold of God. Come to church when church is open. Read your Bible when it's time to read your Bible. Seek God with everything you have. Understand that God is not asking for a perfect vessel, just a yielded vessel. Not a golden vessel, just a broken vessel before God. God ain't looking for you to be perfect. He's looking for you to be you. Amen? Amen. And you see here, she put herself in position. And if you read the Bible, the Bible's full of stories of people who put themselves in a position. One of the stories of a person who did not put themselves in position was David. The Bible says that David, in the time of when kings went out to go to war, David stood back in the city. And we all know the story. David found this thing with Bathsheba. It is so important that as we go forward, you put yourself in a position to touch God. You put yourself in a position to, to conquer exactly what it is God has for you. You put yourself in a position to, for the person sitting next to you that you can help them out in a time of need. Because God has called you to grab hold of your mantle today. Amen? When you put yourself in a position, you got to understand that God and Jesus and the power is just an arm's length away. And it's time that you activated the power of God in your life. I need another amen. It's time that you activate the power of God in your life. Come on. I don't want to talk to myself today. Step number three. It says, because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. She had faith. Indescribable. Step number three. Touch Christ with purpose and grab hold of your mantle. Because she grabbed his mantle. She grabbed his calling. She grabbed his power. But God is telling you today, I want you to grab your own power. I want you to grab your power through me. Step three to touching Christ with purpose is to touch Christ with purpose. So you've positioned yourself in Christ. Amen? Amen. We position ourselves. We push through the adversity, and now you touch Christ with purpose. God is asking you today, are you going to touch me with purpose? Amen? Amen. 
If you look, and it goes on, it says, immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from suffering. Get the next slide. And that she was freed from suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see, when you put yourself in a position to touch God, when you put yourself in a position and you actually touch the presence of God through praise and worship, when you come to church and you're pushing through all the adversity in your life, all the hurts and the pains, you see, because God is looking for you to push through. Because I said there's tons of churches pressing around Jesus. There's tons of people saying that they're a Christian. But how many of them have a purpose in touching him? Her purpose was to be healed. Your purpose might be different. Your purpose might be different. But it's still the same goal to reach Christ. Amen? Amen. The, Bible, the Bible says you see the people crowd against you. His disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. You see, because verse 34 says, he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. When you touch Christ with purpose, your life will be changed drastically. Your life will never, ever be the same. And in, in the Hebrew translation, the word healed, it says, daughter, your faith has healed you. It translates to the word saved. When you touch Christ with purpose, your life is saved. Amen? Amen. When you touch Christ with purpose, things will begin to change. Step number four to touching Christ with purpose is the last step. Step number four, make your intentions clear to God. Make your intentions in this church clear to God. You see, because the Bible says, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. The fact of the matter is, Jesus asked a rhetorical question. He knew who had touched him. You see, because you can walk in the, into the church with faith, but if you're not speaking and declaring your faith audibly, after she told him the whole truth, Jesus healed her for the rest of her life. It wasn't for the moment. Church is not about that one-time good-feeling thing. It's about a lifestyle change. And you got to make your intentions clear. Do you have family you want to see get saved? Do you have friends you want to see get saved? Then tell God, God, I'll tear up my face and cry for my family. I'll go before your altar, God. Tell them, I'll lay prostrate before your altar, God. I'm ready to pick up my mantle, God. Not my will, but your will. Not my ways, but your ways. Not my words, but yours, God. Make your intentions clear to God in your life. Tell God, I don't just hunger for you, God. I crave for you. Tell God, I'm not just passionate, God. I'm relentlessly passionate about the things of you, God. Tell God, I want to live my life for you with no regrets. I want to live my life in you with no reservations, God. Tell God everything that's in your heart. Make your intentions clear and grab hold of the anointing God has for your life. You see, when Elijah went with God, Elisha asked God for one thing. He said, God, give me a double portion of what Elijah had. And when he grabbed the mantle that Elijah gave him, he said, where is your God? And a double anointing came upon his life. 
If you ask God, he will give it to you. If you ask God for things in your life, he shall have it come to pass in your life. Amen? Amen. You got to make your intentions clear to God. Tell God everything you want from him. Tell God everything you desire of him, and then he'll let you know exactly what he's going to give you. Because not everything you want is everything you need. Amen? Amen? God is looking for people in this church to stand up. He's looking for people to become weapons against the enemy. You see, because I believe many years ago, it was like the story of Job, when our church was beginning to bustle with activity. I remember the days when we were steadily growing about seven to eight, nine years ago, something in that range. And I believe there was a gathering in a heavenly host. And you know, I believe with all my heart that Satan was amongst him. And God said to Satan, from where does thou come? And he says, I come from to and fro, walking upon the earth. And God said, Has you considered my servants on 1312 State Street? Have you considered God's victorious army, Christian church? Have you seen how they're about to do? And the enemy said to him, Everything they touch, you anoint. Everything that they do progresses, God. Of course, if you give them what they're looking for for so many years, of course, they're going to serve you. But let me take their building away and see where they go. Let me take their spiritual mother away and see where they go. Let me take the founding fathers out and see where they go. And step by step, we lost people. And step by step, we lost the building. And step by step, we just lost our shepherd. But in the end, we got to stand up like Job and say, because I know my Redeemer lives. You got to stand up before God and give a, give a mighty shout unto God. You see, because God's looking for a couple of Abrahams to stand on his word. And God's looking for a couple of Moses to do the exact will of God in your life and not what you want. And you know what? God's looking for a couple of Ur's and Aaron's just to lift the arms of your leaders when the battle looks like it's failing. And God's looking for a couple of Joshua's just to take on the church when the shepherd dies. And you know what? God is looking for a couple of Samuel's because I want to tell God, I want to hear you in my very sleep. I want to be like David and have a heart after God. And I'm going to be like Solomon and I'm not going to ask for witches. I'm going to ask for wisdom. It's time to start making your intentions to God clear. Because God's looking in the midst of it in the most drastic times of your life. That you would be like Job and say that, God, I know my Redeemer lives. And you know what? God's looking for a couple of Esthers up in this place. We have any women of power here? God's looking for a couple of Esthers that you will lay down your very life at risk if it need be just for the kingdom of God. And you know what? God's looking for a couple of people to say, I will not bow to this world just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And God's looking for a couple of Daniels to seek his face daily until you see something change. And God's looking for a couple of, a couple of Andrews just to lead people to the cross, just to lead people to Jesus. God's looking for a couple of apostles up in this place to change the world. Twelve men changed the world for the passion of Jesus Christ. Do you have it in you to grab hold of your anointing in your life? Do you have it in you? Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of for me. Amen? There's more I want to read, so let me get it in my Bible. It says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Have you taken hold exactly of what God has for you? Because I haven't. 
So I tell you, brothers, I have not completely taken hold of what God has for me, but the key word is yet. And it says, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me, forgetting what you did all last week, forgetting what you did all last year, forgetting what is behind you, you're going to strain towards the goal. It says, I strain towards what is ahead. You got to strain towards the things of God. There's going to be things holding you back, people holding you back. Like I said, there's going to be people saying we can't do what we're about to do. There's going to be people saying and speaking death into this church, into this ministry. Hey, it sounds like a terrible thing to say. Why would anybody wish death to a church? Because they can't capture the vision that God has for us. Because God's looking for a passionate church. He's looking for a church that's going to find the souls at any cost. He's looking for a church that's going to impact your neighborhood, your community, not just your church. God's looking for a church that's going to build the kingdom and not just the church. The church is not these four walls. The church is every Christian brother you know. Amen? Amen. God is looking for people to grab hold of your mantle. So step number four is taking, excuse me, making your intention before God clear. And you got to understand that God has a purpose in your life. Amen? Amen? In the book of Esther, it says, we have been called for a time as this. That has been the verse of the youth group for God knows how many years now. But it's come to pass that you have been called for a time like this. This moment in history, this moment in your life defines you. Because either you step up or you step back in Christ. We can either step up to the plate of this ministry or we can fade away. But I refuse to fade away. Amen. Amen. Joel chapter 2. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I come bearing good news in the midst of tragedy that we live in those days. I'm going to say that again. I come in this tragedy bearing good news that we live in those days. God has called you and designed you for a purpose. You got to realize that you are the object of God's design. You are the apple of God's eye. Like I said before to my youth, I can't walk in your anointing. I can't walk in your calling. Only you can walk in your destiny. God is asking you to touch him with purpose today. I asked God, God, how is it that we can move forward in this time? I was reminded of a scripture in Haggai chapter 2. Haggai chapter 2. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations, and the desire of all the nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory. Come on. I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. He's telling you, don't worry about the money. It's coming. Don't worry about who's going to supply for the church, because God will. Don't worry about what's going to happen in your life. He's going to fill it. Don't worry about the voids in your heart. God's going to fill it. The glory of this present house, this present house, where we are right now, how we are right now, it says we'll be greater than the glory of the former house. 
says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. In this house shall be peace. Peace of your mind. Peace in your heart from all the troubles and sorrows in your life. Come on. Peace in everything you desire. Peace that passes all understanding. God is just telling you, I'm going to pour up my spirit in this house. So what this church was before, we will no longer be. We're being bigger and better things, amen? All things considered, we're moving forward. Never backwards. God says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will raise up a standard. The standard is sitting right next to you. Tap your neighbor and say, you're the standard. Come on, say it like you mean it. You're the standard. I'm going to go over these steps real quick. Step number one, push through adversity. <clears throat> regardless of what your physical body tells you, regardless of everything that holds you back, Regardless of all the people around you trying to stop you, push through the adversity. Amen? Amen. Step number two, put yourself in a position to touch Christ. Put yourself in a position to touch Christ. Seek God in every aspect of your life. When you're driving to work in your car, play some music and talk to God. You don't have to have a heavy relationship with God. Just talk to God like he's your friend because he is. You don't have to sit there and shut up all day. You can just say, Jesus, I love you. Thank you for waking me up, God. Thank you for bringing me to work. Thank you for my job. I thank you for my car. Hallelujah. Step number three, touch Christ with purpose and grab your mantle. Touch Christ with purpose and grab your mantle. Reach into the holies of holies. Separate yourself with God. Get into your secret place. Live your life without reservations in Christ. Nothing holding you back. No chains restrain you. Just keep it moving for God. When you touch Christ with purpose, things will happen in your life. Come on. When you touch Christ with purpose, things will happen in your life. God is doing a new thing in this house. Step number four, make your intentions known to God. Make your intentions known to God. The Bible says she told Jesus the whole truth. She told him of her intentions. There's so many intentions you can have towards God. The way you look at somebody can be an intention. The way you walk can be an intention. But make it known to God in the holiest ways that you plan on living a life of holiness. God seeks righteousness. God seeks praise and he seeks worship. You look at the story of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah was about to die. And the Bible says that he, God sent the prophet to tell him it was his time to go. But Hezekiah made his intentions known to God and said, the grave can't praise you, the grave can't worship you. And God said, I'll give you 15 more years to your life. You see, because God is trying to do a new thing in your life. Stand with me. And as God is doing a new thing in your life, it's up to you to grab hold of your anointing in God. Amen? It's up to you to stand with the people around you. Amen? 
It's up to you to walk with God. Amen. If you make your intentions known to God, every head bowed, every eye closed, and grab the hand of a person next to you. When you make your intentions known to God, God will begin to do things in your life that you never thought possible. Amen? You see, because all God needs is a couple of sold out, committed, blood-bought servants of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost talking, tongue talking, spirit walking Christians who have passion for change in the house of God. Who desire nothing else but to touch Christ with purpose, not to be a part of the crowd of Christians thronging and flocking around Jesus, but touching him with intention and purpose. Because when you touch God with purpose, say it to your neighbor, miracles happen. Say miracles happen. When we touch Christ with purpose, lives are changed. Is there anybody here who wants to touch Christ with purpose? Amen. Come on. Is there anybody here who wants to touch Christ with purpose? Yes. Do you desire more of God? Yes. Do you desire more of Jesus? Yes. Do you desire to fulfill your mantle in Christ? Yes. If that's you, then come meet me at the altar because me and my leaders, we're going to pray for you today. Because you know what? God is doing things step by step. It's a building process, and I guarantee you it won't happen overnight. Thank you, Lord. But as God begins to bless you, as God begins to work things in your life, you may not understand it, you may not be able to comprehend it, but understand that you are pressing through adversity and pushing the crowd aside so you can reach Jesus with purpose. Thank you, Jesus. Can I have my leaders just go around and start praying for them, please? Because God is going to start doing a new thing. If you're in your seat and you have the spirit, just start talking. Start praying for these young people here in the name of Jesus. Because God is doing a new thing in this house. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you for each and every person here, God. <coughs> excuse me, God, that you would begin to work on a move in their life, God. That you would begin to change things in the spirit, God. That you will begin to talk to them one-on-one, -on -one, God. That they will have the ability to talk to you in person, Father God. That you will begin to give them passion, God. That you will begin to have them grab their mantles, God. And as we reach to the presence of God in the name of Jesus, God, that you can start to change lives and change hearts, God, alike. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, that she will be the prayer warrior you've called her to be, God. You've called her to be a prayer for the, for the nations, God. You've called her to go forth and engage in spiritual warfare, God. In the name of Jesus, God, that you would raise her up, God, right now, God, that you would just begin to change her life, God. In the name of Jesus, we speak life into her ministry, God. We speak life into her calling in the name of Jesus, God, that she will surrender all to you, God. She will surrender everything, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, God, that you would touch this young man right now, God. Lord God, you've called him to be an Andrew, Father God, to lead people to you, God. You've called him to be a soul searcher, Father God. You've called him to be a weapon of mass destruction against the enemy, Father God. This is the young man right here, God, that will, that will fill heaven's kingdom by plundering hell, God. In the name of Jesus, God, that you will begin to work in his life. You will begin to bring the soul ministry into focus, Father God. You will begin to work things on him, Father God, that he never thought possible, God. In the name of Jesus, we speak life into him, God. We speak anointing, God. We speak blessing, God. And I speak it into his life, Father God. In the name of 
Jesus, God, you've called her to be a worshiper, God. You've called her to be a worshiper, Father God. And I prophesy to her life right now, God, that you will work things in her life, God. You begin to give her a knowledge, Father God, that she never knew she had, Father God. You begin to help her remember everything she ever knew about music, God, in the name of Jesus, God. That you will begin to rise her up, God. That she will lay broken before you, God. That she will be a yielded vessel before you, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, that you will begin to touch her life, God. You'll begin to change her life, God, in the name of Jesus. God, that you will see you've, you've designed her for a purpose, God, and her age does not disqualify her from the call of you, God. In the name of Jesus, God, that you'll continue to touch her life, God. You'll continue to, to mold her, God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. God, you knew her since before she was in her mother's womb, God, and you called her and designed her for a purpose, God. In the name of Jesus, God, that you will begin to shift things in her life, God. As she's brought so many people into this house, God, as she brought so many people into, into this house, God, that you will begin to release the blessings in her life, God. You will open the floodgates of heaven in her life, God, that you will begin to change her life, God, that you will show her the evidence, Father God, of the things she's held for faith for so long, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray for her, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you can continue to change her life, God, and show her what's important, God. Show her what's important, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Give her a newfound reign, Father God, in her life. Give her a newfound Holy Ghost calling in her life, God. That you continue to, to reach her, Father God. You've called her to be a prophet to the nations, God. You've called her to speak to the people about you, God. You've called her for your kingdom, God, in the name of Jesus, God. That she will see the visible hand of God in her life, Father God. She will hear your voice as she sleeps, God. She will hear you in her mind, Father God, in her job, in her car, Father God. Every time she's about to step outside your will, God, that you are... You will speak to her in her life, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. God, you ain't brought her for such a long way, Father God. He has not brought you for such a long way to let you go now in the name of Jesus. God has called you for a purpose and design. He's brought you all the way from New York just to be here today. He's brought you here for a purpose as God is. He's going to minister a ministry to you right now, God. He's going to speak to you, Father God, and people will listen because of the wisdom he's going to give you. You never thought you were worth much, but God's telling you, you are the apple of his eye today. In the name of Jesus, we speak into you a ministry. You will help people of all nations, of all creeds, and God will work through you in the name of Jesus. He has a calling for your life. In the name of Jesus, he will never leave you, he will never forsake you. No matter who leaves you, forsakes you, God will never leave you, amen? In the name of Jesus, God is bringing you back, Erica. God is bringing you back. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for her right now, God. God, as she spoke to me a couple days ago about re-grabbing her mantle, God, positioning herself to touch you, God. God, that she would never lose heart and never lose faith, God. That she would stay focused on the goal, Father God, pressing on towards the goal, God. Pressing on towards the goal, God. Straining for what is ahead, God, in the name of Jesus. You would give her the sustenance and the strength, God, to move forward, God. I ask you, God, for this new person right here, God. I ask you, God, that you continue to change her life. Continue to manifest in her life, God. Continue to work on her, God. Continue to work on her, God. God, that you would give her peace to understand the things that she cannot, Father God. God, that you would give her strength, God, in the name of Jesus, God. That you would continue to abide by her, Father God. You continue to live with her, God. I ask you, God, that you continue to show her you've never left her side, God. And that in her weakest times, God, you've the been Lord there for her, God. You've been her strength, God. In the name of Jesus, God, and that you would just raise him up, God. You called him to be a worshiper to the nations, God. That you would raise him up in the name of Jesus. That you would start to change his life, God, as you already have, God. Lord God, he said he would stand in the fire with the ministry, God. That you would anoint him, Father God. 
God, that you would honor his will, Father God, honor his, his surrender, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would change him, God, but he will never be the same man that once stood before us, God. And I thank you, Lord, because he leaves this altar right now changed, God. He leaves completely changed and radically changed for God. For God, in the name of Jesus, God. And God, as we move forward, God. I ask for this young lady right here, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you've given her a heart for people, God. God, she's been her friend week after week, God. And I ask you, God, that you continue to touch both their lives, God. That you continue to bring them back to this house, God. To continue to help them, God, to strengthen them, God. And that when things come their way, Father God, they will stand up and say no, God. Because they're living for a new standard in their life, God. They're living for something new in their heart, God. God, that they will never forget the words uttered to their lives, God. They won't forget the prophecies given to them, God. They won't forget the promise of God in their life. That you will never leave them and never forsake them, God. That they will go in peace, God. They will go in your presence, God, and God. That they will change your life, Father God. And they will come back time and time again, blessing everyone else around them, Father God, for the anointing they have in their life, God. And I ask you right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, that you would touch your life, God, in the name of Jesus. God, you bring her here for a purpose, God. You bring her here for a cause, Father God. You bring her here for design, God. You called her for a reason, God. And you brought her here, not by coincidence, but by appointment, God. Amen. Divine appointment in the name of Jesus, God. And I ask you right now, God, that she would just continue to serve you, God. Continue to look for you and seek you, God, in the spirit and the truth, God. That she will live with you with no reservations, God, and no regret, God. That she will live her life for you, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you for this young man right now, God, as he faces things in his life. He never thought he would have to face God. I don't know this man, but God, that you would touch him right now, God. God, you know his heart. You know his mind, God. You know his troubles, God. God, that you would give him peace in his heart, peace in his life, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would continue to strengthen him, God. God, that he would give his life to you, God, that he would give everything of him to you, God, that you would strengthen him, God, in this time, God. That when he sees no way out, God, he will understand that God always gives a way out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father God, that you would touch her, God, right now. From the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. And let her know, Father God, the storm is almost over, God. In the name of Jesus, God, the storm is almost over for this young lady, God. In the name of Jesus, Father God, that she will only care what you think about her life, God. That she will only what you care about, God. She will only yearn for what you yearn for, God. That she will hunger after the things of God. That she would not be satisfied but always desperate for more of God in her life. God, I speak it into her life, God, that she will be a minister to women all across this nation, God. She will grow up and have an international ministry, God, because you have wielded her life, God, and you've laid down the foundations, God, in her life. And you've put her in a position to touch Christ today. Come on, somebody give God some praise today. I can't, I can't reiterate it more, the last step, which is to make your intentions known to God. And as you leave this place today, make your intentions known to God. Amen. Let God know exactly what you want from him and exactly what you're going to do for him. Yes, and he will bless you. Amen. Thank you Lord. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen? Amen? Just take a seat real quick. We have some announcements for you, and we're going to close out. Amen? Amen? Sister Yvonne is with you. <laughs> Praise God. How many have heard Felipe 
I mean, Pastor Lewis speak before. <laughs> well, ain't he dangerous now? Oh, my God. You know, the devil's going to have a real struggle with us. I got some exciting news. We're going to start um, next Sunday, church breakfast. Mm-mm-mm. 9.45 to 10.30 every Sunday, and it's free. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> you like that? Um, what's that contact info again? Church directory? Okay, what he said. Just ask him again. I don't understand that part. Uh, we need donations for the heating system. I know we don't like to be cold all the time. And we got a plan, but we also need the money to fulfill the plan. So ask God and, and you know, to just touch your heart. Tell him, ask him what you should give, and he will bless you. He will bless you many times over. Trust me, he will. Amen. Um, we will have, like Deanna said, an ordination ceremony for the pastor on Easter Sunday. So invite somebody starting now for whenever we gather together. Amen. And, and there's prayer Monday night at 8 p.m. Be there. You know, if you feel like your prayer life is weak, you want to build up. You know, sometimes you build it up from hearing somebody else pray. Because you, you need ideas. You need, like, how do I talk to God? You know, you don't want to sound like a robot. So <laughs> come and be encouraged and encourage someone else, too. And women's meeting. We have our um, New Heart Women's Ministry. It's, it's um, kicking off really nice. And our next meeting is March 15th. So God bless you. Be blessed and be contagious. Amen. Huh? Oh, Carmen's house. Oh, we'll, we'll remind you one more time, probably about the Sunday before, so you'll know and you can ask. All right. Well, God bless you. Saludado uno al otro.